0: There was a there was a lot of confusion over the format um, and we really had to wait uh, until 1997 um, when audible.com basically pioneered with the idea of digital audiobooks, um, And that was, you know, a continuous file that, you know, seems very normal today, but it was new that it was a continuous file.
1: Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders. Who need to keep it real? Today, I'm joined once again by Robin Whitten. Now, Robin previously featured on episode 171 of Broken Bulbs, so make sure you check that out as well. Robin is the founder and editor of Audiophile Magazine. started back in 1992. It was the very early days of the modern audiobook. Nearly 30 years later, audiobooks are huge, Robin continues to work with a small team of editors and nearly 100 audiobook reviewers. But today's story is about the transition from tape cassettes to digital. That's coming up after the break. Real quick before we get into today's show. We all know that I like having recurring guests. But I've also started having guests on a bonus podcast called Bright Bulbs. It's a little bit more chill, a little bit more relaxed, and we have a lot of fun talking about silly ideas and creative projects we may or may not ever get into. If you want to access this special bonus podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Alex Williams. That's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-N-S. Or just click the first link in the show notes. Thanks for your support. Now enjoy the show. Robin Witten, ready to talk about another one of your broken bulbs?
0: I am Alex um, I've got I've got a good one that will probably interest a lot of people today
1: perfect perfect well we're gonna talk about the transition from tape cassettes to digital audiobooks do you want to fill us in what what was going through this transition like
0: well it's very interesting because technology plays such a big role in audiobooks um, I mean we don't think very much of the technology of um, an and audio cassette, (laughs) but, you know, there's, there's a a lot of, uh, you know, the studio recording, getting the sound recording into, uh, cassette form. And then, um, it not, in, in contrast to what, you know, music was or something that was short, uh, audio books were going, you know, when they're, you know, 20 hours or say even 10 hours, you've got lots of small pieces of plastic, 15 little cassettes, all packaged up in a great big, you know, uh, book, uh, uh <laughs> doorstop of a, of a book package, um, and that's the way audiobooks were um, when I started Audiophile Magazine in about 1992, these great gigantic um, boxes of, of audio cassettes. But very quickly after that, because CDs were coming into the music world, then there was a transition into uh, CD, uh, having the audiobook recording onto a CD um, and and at that time mostly audiobooks were listened to in the car so in your vehicle you had to you had two things you had what was happening in how audiobooks were being prepared but then also whether <laughs> whether your car didn't have a CD player it had only a cassette player so then um, as CDs weren't too useful for you or vice versa um, and, and there wasn't a lot of, of choices. So <clears throat> there, was a, there was a lot of confusion over the format. Um, and we really had to wait uh, until 1997 um, when audible.com basically pioneered with the idea of digital audiobooks. Um, and that was, you know, a continuous file that, you know, seems very normal today. But it was new that it was a continuous file, um, and that it was in a either a, a standalone player, the way they first came out, and eventually uh, was available for our phones. So in the in the span of you know maybe a, a little over ten years, there was a lot of technology changing, and it was uh, challenging for audiobook listeners who were trying to find. Audiobooks. It was challenging for the publishers who were trying to figure out what format to publish their audiobooks in. Um, and, you know, as uh, recommending audiobooks and talking about audiobooks, you know, I don't, AudioVault didn't really care what format it was because the essential recording was the same. So the, the technology to a certain extent was secondary. But we had to deal with how people were getting their audiobooks. And uh, one of the things that as, uh, you know, a magazine who wanted to be, we wanted to be on top of the newest books, uh, the process of getting a review of an audiobook, the timing of it is fairly critical. And, you know, if we receive a, a giant doorstop of, a, of an audiobook and we have to ship it to you. And say, okay, now you listen to ten hours of this thing, and then, you know, you send us a review back. The timing is—it's a lot of timing of <laughs> transition of things coming. So um, we wanted to shorten that up, and so the opportunity to use digital files for our reviews um, was really a breakthrough, I think, for audio audiophile. Um, but we also then we had a hundred people working on our reviews, we had to figure out how they were all going to listen to this fairly new format of digital audiobooks. So did they have a player? Could they get it in their phone? How were we going to get it to them? <laughs> and uh, there, were, there were lots of steps along the way. Um, I think that we jumped on the idea of doing it without realizing that the publishers um, weren't actually able to send us digital files. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which was one of those things that just like, what, (laughs) Uh, what are we going to do now? (laughs) Um, So for a while we were ripping CDs into MP3 files, making them into a file that could be sent. I mean, it was, it was, it was not, not an easy process in any way.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I love how, you know all this innovation happened which is awesome i mean it's it's great that i have a phone the size of a tape cassette that holds significantly more audiobooks than a tape cassette does uh, but having to adapt through that and figure out okay how are we going to do this uh, along with the industry um yeah how how I guess. I guess. What lesson do you do you pull from this whole experience?
0: Well, you know, I think that that it's it's great and necessary to stay up with innovations within your industry, whatever it is. Um, but you and and to be on the edge of new things. But you know, as I'm sure other people have told you, you don't want to be too close to that edge, because sometimes you're ahead of the people that you need to be bringing along with you. And uh, so this, the idea of, you know, jumping on the, uh, on digital audiobooks, yes, it's going to be great. Uh, We didn't have every, the rest of all the team, essentially, the various teams with us when we wanted to uh, move as fast as we did. Um, But, you know, now, of course, it's proved As a good idea, that uh, digital audiobooks have made for the whole industry, have made, um, you know, audiobooks uh, a star in electronic media. And, you know, while um, print publishers were struggling to adapt to ebooks and why, you know, that was, audiobooks were already there. They were already digital. And then just in the last uh, year and 18 months, libraries are closed. Bookstores are closed. Where are people going to get their audiobooks? Um, And having the availability of digital audiobooks in libraries through websites suddenly, you know, the, has increased the availability for people to use audiobooks while they're at home
1: and of course at the end of every episode i like to hear what's working for you now you've kept up with these innovations and now you continue to run audiophile magazine why don't you tell us about that and where we can go to find you and the rest of your work
0: well, yes, um, Alex, audiophilemagazine.com is our main website, which is available to any visitor. Um, you can find reviews and recommendations, articles um, about uh, narrators and authors in, in who work in audiobooks. Um, and we have a podcast, another technology we've taken advantage of behind the mic with audiophile magazine is a daily podcast that we where we discuss just one audiobook we're recommending um in about 4 minutes uh so that's a uh, that's easy to get an audiobook recommendation from behind the mic
1: Fantastic. I'm going to have links to all of that down in the show notes for people to tune into. And with that, I just want to say thank you very much once again for joining me.
0: Thank you, Alex. It's been great.
1: And thank you for listening. Keep up with innovation, but make sure you don't leave your team behind. Special thank you to Robin for joining me and being willing to talk about their broken bulbs. Be sure to check out their work, which I've linked down in the show notes. And Make sure you check out episode 171, which also saw Robin join me on Broken Bulbs. And, if you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show note. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me, wherever I am, to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by MECO Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Createvine. I, Alex Blooms was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gefsson. And the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.